Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Coding.com. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, standing by Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. It's now time for QB time with Landon Leach. Good afternoon, Landon. Hey, guys. How are y'all today? How was your trip back from uh, Arlington? It was smooth. Uh, we ran into, I think, one wreck, so that's pretty good coming back, uh, coming back from Dallas. But uh, we uh, had a safe trip back, and uh, definitely we're glad to be back home. All right, let's get your thoughts on the Arkansas-Texas A&M game. You know, again, it goes back to kind of the same things we've talked about for a long time. Uh, you know, I think I told you two weeks ago against BYU, that, uh, you know, K.J. had all the time in the world to throw and can't get the ball out of his hands. Uh, I'll tell you this week, you know who was second in the SEC with most time to throw the football this week? Who's that? K.J. Jefferson. Even though he got sacked seven times? So you're saying that was an issue seven is he should have gotten rid of the ball quicker. He had, he had on average, 3.1 seconds to throw the Ooh. football. Really? Only Jalen Milrow. Only Jalen Milrow had more time to throw the football this week. Wow. Now on the opposite side of it, Max Johnson gets the ball out of his hands in less than two seconds. So everybody's talking about, oh, our defensive line got no pressure. Well, no, they didn't. They got the football out of their hands, and that's how you run an offense, and that's how quarterbacks run an offense. And I told our a uh, bunch of my buddies last week. I said. Uh, I said, Petrino and Max Johnson are a match made in heaven. I said, because Max knows to go where to go with the football. And I said, and Petrino will put him in the right positions and the ball will get out of their hands. Um, versus now you've got an offense where you just hired a guy that Maryland was 114th in the country in sacks last year, given up. And we were 85th last year, even under Riles. So... Now you've got a guy that held it for 3.4 seconds last year per pass attempt, talking about KJ, and you expect a guy that struggled on the offensive line last year to come in with a team that pretty much struggled on the – I mean, a lot of that goes back to quarterback play, but uh, it just wasn't a good matchup. And and then A&M has eight guys that used to be in the top 100 uh, in the defensive front, and you saw what was going to happen. And, and I – still to this day believe, yeah, we struggle really bad in the run game, but it's because we hold up in the pass game, but KJ, he just can't throw people open. He can't see, uh, you know, the routes coming open early, and so we hold on to it for too long, and then we don't run the crossing routes to keep linebackers held, and so you're unable to run the football. They come down straight downhill on you, so there's a reason we were able to be number one and two in the country the last couple of years in rushing because we got the ball out of our hands quicker, just kind of like we did at LSU. And then we went back to the same thing this week, holding the football, trying to get routes down the field. And, and again, we can get into some more of that. We only threw three go routes all, all, all day in straight man coverage. Two of them should have been touchdowns. One was underthrown by KJ that got tipped in the end zone. One was a touchdown and one was incomplete. I'll take those numbers all day if we, you know, 
I'll take 67% if we get ahead of the chains and, and uh, throw it where the ball's supposed to be going. Let's talk with J.K. J.K., good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. Actually, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, I actually called in about something else, but uh, I wanted to ask Rick. Back in the day in the 70s, I played against a guy named Marvin Daly. Is he possibly uh, related to the Daly's that you just trained on the high school sports? Because that guy, when he got to my level, second level, I played... I played just safety, and he beat me up for a long time. And I understand he uh, signed with Arkansas, but something happened. Rick, do you remember that? And I'll hang up and listen. Marvin Daly was a tight end at Arkansas. I don't, I don't recall. He was slightly before my time, so I'm not sure if anything happened. But I know he played at Arkansas. Marvin Daly was a very good tight end. Whether he's related to... I don't know who he was asking if he's related to. I, I don't know that. Well, you had Adam Daly, who played for Alma. Oh, oh, okay. No, I don't think Marvin Daly was from Alma. I don't believe. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company. Life in Feedback. Papa Red says, Did anyone get as tired as I did seeing them show Brad Johnson Saturday? Why didn't they show KJ's mom I did not see the broadcast, so I don't know what they. No, I didn't either. What they? <laughs> I got several texts, and they they uh, from from some friends, and they they mentioned that uh, it, it was pretty strong on Brad Johnson. They knew where he was from. I mean, everything about the guy, even where his cousins were from. But hey, when you're winning, that's what <laughs> happens. Where right? his cousins <laughs> are from? <laughs> really? Uh, okay. Wow, well, wasn't he sitting with uh, with Witten, their former tight yeah. end? Yeah, Jason. Yeah. Jason yeah. Witten. So again, I didn't see any of that, but no. that's that I read a note on right. it somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah, that they were at the game. Well, I know um, Anthony Black was there. Hmm. Um, gosh, did Brad did Brad Johnson get as much airtime as Taylor Swift did Sunday night? I, again, uh, I y'all not tired of that? I d- oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and she's about to go on tour again. You talk about self-promotion. And, uh, hey, for Kelsey, who says, oh, I want to keep my private life private, uh, that's not doing a very good job of that. So, But, yeah, I think we've seen enough. Yeah, we've seen enough. The National Football League, though, is eating this Oh, of course. You see the ratings on their game Sunday night? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Second highest of the game this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost as uh, tired of seeing that as I am of you know, five yards deep on third and short, fourth and short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know no. you've heard that one. Oh, really? no. That's the first. <laughs> really? First Gosh. time we heard that one, You're Landon. the first one that's brought that up, yeah. Landon. Gee. Yeah, I, I, knew, I knew I would be. Yeah. Thank no, you. I mean, I, I, still don't, I still don't even understand it. I mean, we've talked about it since week one, and, and I made a joke about it. I think even in week, uh, this is going to go back, Rick's going to love this, in week zero, right? Mm. I made a joke about it, how we wouldn't see that anymore. We would get up under center, and we would do the tush-push, and no. we'd get the first down. Well, and it's interesting. It just, and yeah. we've talked about this bear front, and I actually sent this to Randy today, a video of LSU. <laughs> uh, you know, I and because we've talked about get a, either tight ends or linemen behind you and push. And yeah. even if you want to get in shotgun. Okay, fine. I'm fine with that because all these coaches are this day, these day and ages, right? I don't understand it, but they are. But at least getting the pistol where your running back is going downhill versus this slow read, yeah. it just makes no sense. It, it just blows my mind. And I, I think that's what, four or five this year we've. <laughs> Well, it's three. Whipped on a block, or <laughs> it's, it's three. I mean, and it's, it, but again, it, even they couldn't even run it against oh, Kent it's State. Only three, okay. Yeah, okay, Kent State, BYU, and Texas A&M. Well, it would have been four, but uh, somebody moved the second time they were going to do it against BYU. That's right. That's right. It's a goal line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. BYU. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been and, two uh, times. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I, I just don't get it, and, and I understand if they say KJ gets too high, you know, because he does. And he's not at great sneaking it. 
but I don't care. Get you a backup in there. Get you your third yeah. stringer in there. Get you a tight end in there. Somebody uh-huh. that can get low with your lineman and we shove them in the back, and you're getting an easy half yard. If, and that, if San- and that Sanders snap on. Well, if Sanders yeah, truly we weighs two forty, then let him take the snap and run it. Or, or how about uh, exactly. Johnson? He weighs two forty. Let him take the snap and run it. Yeah, whoever can get low enough and get shoved. And I'm sorry that that play on Saturday was what fourth and maybe six, six inches. inches. And and now you're you're six yards deep, and you've got a running back just waiting whether I'm going to take the ball or not. I just don't keep buying this. You know, people getting bare fronts because everybody does, <laughs> and they can't stop it if you run it the right way. Well, Landon, the video that you sent me, I put it on still frame to begin with. I counted just about all 11 of the LSU defenders basically inside the box. You had a couple oh, guys the on the outside shoulders. Right? You yeah. had a couple guys on the outside shoulders of the tackles. And uh, but everybody else was jammed in there, jelly tight, and because uh, wow. they could do that because it was at the one yard line. They, they had no, they had no other land, territory to defend. But I still think I still but, think LSU well, you, would have done it regardless. Maybe yeah, they were no, selling out to stop it. But you know what? what? Ole Miss Rick, made it regardless. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's what Rick's saying is that like you're not even. Spreading them out on the goal line, they still right. get it easily. That's exactly out in the middle right. of the field. You can spread. You still got a few out, so they've got eight in there. Right. What? That's why it makes no sense to me because what coach is saying. Now I've got two. All right, so I've got two guards to block whoever's on the line. You take one and take out the knees. You got one to push, and then you got someone behind the quarterback and the center. So you got three guys pushing to get a half a yard. I'm sorry, but laws of physics, I think, tell me that nine times out of ten, that's going to win as long as they get, you know, a little bit low and you got someone, you've got maybe 600 pounds pushing against 300 pounds, right? Hmm. Yeah. Or maybe 500, 400 pounds, whatever yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, laws of physics are going to win out eventually. I don't know if this totally answers the question, but I think it does. This from our Asher Record Service Company, Life in Feedback. Ben says, I grew up in Alma, uh, graduating, played football with him. Marvin Daly Marvin is Daly. Adam Daly's dad. Oh, okay. Well, how about that? So Marvin is from Alma, or at least he got him Adam there. Well, good. Earl thank, says, thank you. Thank from you. our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line, Marvin Daly is from Alma. He is. Adam okay, Daly's great. father. So. There you go. Thank you. Thank you for the help. I just remembered Marvin Daly as a tight end at Arkansas. Great. Uh, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line says, gentlemen, this is from Dakota. Uh, gentlemen, I've noticed that Dominic Johnson is working at the tight ends this week. Could I get y'all's thoughts on that? Another thing with these quarterback sneaks, why not line up in the dead tee? Well, that's what they did line up. Against uh, BYU at BYU. one time, yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, was, yeah, was... and they and they ran it in. Then they tried it against LSU, and it was going to get stuffed on that false start penalty. Um, again, I don't. I maybe you can, and you got to run something else. Uh, but again, I don't understand when it's a yard and a less or less. You get these two hundred and sixty pound tight ends or yeah. even linemen, and just you drill the guards in the centers and you have a running back or whoever it is, just push the quarterback forward, and they can't stop it. I mean, they might, like I said, they might twice out of 100 times if you run it halfway properly. The Eagles made Uh, it 28 out of 31 last year. 28 out of 31, they were it? successful. Uh, yeah. I thought, okay, I didn't think they got stopped last year. Yeah, yeah. Now, hold on, that's regular season. Yeah. In the Super Bowl, the, that's just regular season. In the Super Bowl, they were 6 for 6. Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, again, you've got a much better chance of pushing the guy forward for that than you do oh, in yeah. the six yards seat. And Jalen Hurts doesn't weigh 240, does he? And those, probably there, 225, two, and yeah. those defensive yeah. linemen in the NFL are monsters. Yep. Well, okay. And, and I didn't think they allowed monsters to play. No, they are they're yeah. monsters. They're they're big. As good as they are in the SEC, they're better in the NFL. <laughs> I know that's but, hard to believe. Again, okay. 
We have breaking news that has nothing to do with Arkansas, but this is a national sports headline. The Minnesota Twins, who had lost 18 straight postseason games, just won their first since 2004. So, ladies and gentlemen, I they were ahead. If, if you think your team is struggling and you think your team will never win again, <laughs> 18 straight, they set, a, they set a pro record, 18 straight playoff losses, most of those against the New York Yankees. They didn't have to play the Yankees. They played the Blue Jays. First playoff win since 2004. How about that? <laughs> now we can go back to our regular programming. <laughs> There's our baseball guy, right? All right, Landy, your thoughts. Well, before I move on, your thoughts, uh, they wanted your thoughts about Dominic Johnson at tight end. I, I, when Trey was on earlier, I said online tight end or H-back type of tight end. And uh, he said it figures they'll play in both ways, both online and then as an H-back. Yeah, I think they will. And I, I think that it, and I'm, here's what I'm hoping it is, to be honest with you, is, it gave them a reason to do this. And, you know, I heard Pittman talk about a lot that uh, Haas and uh, Gums were kind of the same guy, and, and I can see that to an extent. I don't think, obviously, Haas is number one because the way he blocks. Um, and then Gums is a guy, yeah, I think that he can catch balls. He can he can beat linebackers and safeties. But, you know, if, at the same time, as soon as Haas went out on – Saturday, I said, "Oh, this offense is in trouble." Yeah, because yep. uh, this is—we were running against a lot of man coverage, and he's a mis- mismatch on linebacker safeties, and he also can block. Uh, now, what I'm hoping to see is, uh, and and I, this isn't a shot at Bax, and it's not a shot at the guy that came from Louisville, but when those guys come in, you know they're in there to block. So maybe you know and and i think what we've seen from uh johnson is yeah he's definitely lost a step and i was afraid of that for him and absolutely hate it for the kid because man what he was a couple years ago to us uh was something else but you know maybe this is a position where he doesn't have to cut as quick and he doesn't you know he can use his size and he's obviously a great blocker that's why we use him in certain situations so maybe now we're able to run those 12 steps, which means two tight ends, where maybe we can sneak him out, but he's also good enough blocker to use him in the run game. Um, I, I, I'm not sure how they're going to use him, I like, I, but I agree with Trey. I think we use him in both situations. I think that we now use him as a lead blocker in some stuff, but also I think we can use him in the pass game. Uh, along with him and hopefully Ty-Ty. And, uh, I started saying and I like Ty Washington. I like Ty Washington. Yeah, I don't understand that. I was, I was saying this, and, and I was actually shocked to hear uh, Coach say that Ty-Ty was a lot like what Haas was because, you know, he looks more like an SEC tight end than mm-hmm. do either. Uh, so either there's something going on in practice where he's not proven that he can block the way that you know, we'd like to think he could. Um, and then he's not quick enough on the route that Paws and Gums are, and so he's kind of stuck in the middle. So uh, not real sure what's going on with him without seeing the practice. But, sure. yeah, I was actually I actually expected him to, to have a big year this year. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. All right, let's talk with Doug. Doug, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. All right, guys, I'm tired of all this whining and crying and all that stuff. <laughs> what we need to do is unleash the Kraken, unleash the beast, and let him go. Who am I talking about? Our best offensive weapon, KJ. Let him run. Two-step drops, boom, he's gone. Once they get a – because if he gets past the linebacker, those D-backs hate trying to hit that guy. We need to run him more. We need to run him more. And that's going to open up the pass game right there because they get so scared of this guy running that they're going to start closing in on us. That opens it up every time. None of these long drops, long passes. We don't have those. The line's not holding out. That's what we need to do moving forward. What do you guys think? Thank you, Doug. They had some designated running plays for him against A&M, and maybe one of them was decent, but some of them didn't get much. Landon, would you... Take a guess 
because you may not have seen everybody in the SEC as of yet. That arguably was the de- best defense I think Arkansas could possibly see, though, <laughs> this season in Texas A&M. Yeah, so I mentioned how good uh, LSU's front seven was, but I I forgot how bad their back back end was. Uh, but yes, they, I mean they've got eight guys that used to be in the top 100 recruits in the country, uh, and, and it is different. Now, I'll, I'll, I would kind of like to set this record straight. Is and I'll say this: I think KJ was more of a uh, system type quarterback, and and I want to explain this to a lot of people because. Yes, I think Kinos could do a lot of different things in the drag routes and the quick passing game. Uh, but in a Brawls offense, you've got two different sides of the offense. You've got a man man beater and you've got a zone beater. And he, you would always notice KJ would look to the side. And that's when Brawls would let him know whether they were in man coverage or they were in zone coverage. And then he knew which side to go to. And now all he had to do was read one side of the field. If a you know if a corner comes comes up, we throw the go route. If a corner bells, we throw the flat route. So it was much easier. Now all of a sudden, KJ's having to call protections. He's having to tell the uh, running back which side to protect. He's having to read both sides of the field, and and I just don't think that he's comfortable with it. And you know, I also don't think that he's comfortable with throwing guys open because, like I said last year, he had even more time to throw and held on to it. You know almost a full half second more than any other quarterback in the country. So that's, that's where we've got to figure out, does Eno change to KJ or does KJ figure it out? Very good, Landon. Thanks once again. That's QB time with Landon Leach. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Andrew Chambly up next. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment. everybody, it's John Neighbors. Listen every day at Out of Bounds to hear what Joe and I have to say about what's trending on social media and whether listeners agree or disagree. Engaging conversations about engaging topics. Sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansans with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Find them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA. That's 833-886-5282. Call today. Hi folks, it's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. When you're in the market for a new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram, we hope you give us a chance to earn your business. Here's some things to consider. Fletcher Dodge has been family-owned dealer here in Sherwood for over 25 years. We know how to take care of our customers to keep them coming back. Every Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealer pays the same price for their vehicles. It's the dealer that makes the difference. We'll give you the best deal up front. No haggling, no arguing. We make it easy to buy a new vehicle. And we'll pay you more for your trade-in. Compare our deal to anybody's and you'll buy from us. Come see us today for the deal of a lifetime on new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram. At Frank Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. And we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. We want to be your dealer for life. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Just tell us what you're looking for and we'll make you a deal. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Buckle up, y'all, because the Arkansas State Fair is rolling into town. That means October 13th through the 22nd, you're getting rhythm rocking, hand clapping concerts all week long. From Morris Day and the Time to Bill Vassar, Crowder, Uncle Cracker, Night Ranger, and more. See the full lineup and preferred concert seating tickets at ArkansasStateFair.com. See y'all there. Brought to you by Bank OZK, Arkansas Farm Bureau, Electric Cooperatives of Arkansas, and Legends Resort and Casino. Hey, it's Howie from Robert Owen Jewelers, and I'm excited to announce that we've got our second location in the area now open in the Pleasant Ridge Town Center in Little Rock. If you're looking for an engagement ring, come check out the meant-to-be guarantee. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Owen Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com. 
Justin Anchor reminding you that if you want the job done right, then don't stress. Just go with the best. CertaPro Painters is your go-to painting company. You can get your free estimate scheduled at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each CertaPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. People who are going to be responsible and people who are going to be accountable to you and your family to make sure your project gets done right. So if you've been thinking about sprucing up your home or business for the fall season that is almost upon us, you need to get CertaPro on the case. Use the company that I've used many times over over the years. It is CertaPro Painters. You'll be happy you did. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agents Monica Reiners or Brian Kress in North Little Rock or Jamie Marsh in Little Rock. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lion's Drug. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Be a part of the game plan. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. We are now joined by... He stands six foot six and comes in at 300 pounds. He's from Maumill, and now he's on the offensive line for the Arkansas Razorbacks. It's time to chop it up with Andrew Chambly on Drive Time Sports, presented by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Johnston's Home Center. If we don't have it, you probably don't need it. Well, good afternoon, Andrew. Good afternoon. How are you doing? How have the practices gone thus far this week? They've gone really well. Uh, put some really good things together, especially with the new mix-up on the line. So, doing some good things so far. What do you think about the mix-up, uh, the changes on the offensive line? How has that uh, affected you, and how do you see the other guys responding? Uh, it hasn't really affected me much. I mean, just playing with a uh, different guard. But, I mean, you kind of got to get used to that. And... Um, moving around PK and everything. Uh, he's doing really, really well, actually, uh, a lot better than what most people thought he would have done. So uh, everybody, everybody's making sure that he's good and we're, we're getting everything down. So we're looking pretty, really good. Andrew, what do you see as being some of the issues that this offensive line has faced lately that obviously was an outstanding front on behalf of Texas A&M. But what are, what are some of the problems uh, that you as an offensive line uh, that you've seen so far? Uh, I would say our communication definitely has to be better and uh, our strength, uh, too many sacks, things like that, uh, better hands, and especially uh, just being on, on the same page because communication is very important. And how do you think that gets correct? When you say communication, explain that to us just a little bit. So we have calls on the field. So like we make singles, doubles, triples, Bs, things like that. So everybody has to be on the same page so we can get our five on their five or the five that we need to get to. Mm. And we we fix that in practice. Everything starts, everything gets fixed in practice. I mean, that's where everything gets tuned up and everything like that. So... You're playing an offense in Ole Miss that scores a lot of points. Does that put any extra pressure on Arkansas's offense? Knowing you're going to have to score, no matter how well Arkansas plays defensively, you're going to have to score some points to win this game. Oh no, no stress at all. I mean, we just got to be out, go out there and be the more, most physical team and be the most desperate team, the des- most desperate team to win. So, no pressure at all, really, honestly. 
Do you see the tempo being at times? I know the what seems to be the pattern. You'll go to the line of scrimmage, then you apparently look towards the sideline to get the play, and then finally, once you get the play, you put it into action. Could could this help this offense, Andrew? You think possibly is speeding up the tempo? Oh, uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, catching the defense off guard, getting some extra yards on some plays. So, I think a, a little tempo definitely helps. Because it seemed like that's what was part of the success under Kendall Bryles was the tempo that Arkansas seemed to run. And uh, you were able to get, obviously, more plays in for sure. And especially now that uh, the clock didn't stop after a first down until the final two minutes of each half. I mean, you're... It's costing as many as, what, Rick, six, seven plays a game easily? At least, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, What have you seen, what have you seen, Andrew, from the scouting report on the Ole Miss defense? What have you seen so far? A bunch of line games. uh, So they run a bunch of stunts on their defensive line uh, to cover up, I guess, their backfield because their backs are very good tacklers. They're secondary. So they do a lot of line games up front to discombobulate the O-bar so they can get TFLs. Well, does that make it more difficult to run against them? Yeah, so like they run some pop stunts, so uh, their D-tackle will, will come to the tackle and the end will pop in and things like that. So it definitely makes it a, a little bit harder on the run game. And yet, isn't it great to have Rocket Sanders back? Maybe not huh. full speed yet, but can you see him making progress even since last Saturday? Definitely. Uh, he's definitely getting stronger and better every day. Uh, definitely had a, a a decent comeback game against A&M, so just can't wait to see what he does this weekend. Mm-hmm. Has to give you a level of confidence, does it not, as an offense, to know that you've got uh, the Rocket back? I mean, we have we all, all of our backs are great. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter who's back there because we know that we can depend on them and they can depend on us. The passing game. There's been some issues in the passing game. What ways have you tried as an offensive line to correct some of the issues in the passing game? Protecting, and really, I'm talking about protecting KJ. Uh, definitely uh, straining a lot more in practice, uh, getting our holding our counts longer, and just making sure we're on the same page. Like I said, communication because we got to communicate with our backs on some pass pro, so we got to make sure that we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Well, and you look at again Ole Miss's defense. You're right; they they gave up 50 or excuse me, 49 points to uh, LSU, but still won. Does that make you at least encouraged that, hey, you can score on this team? Oh, de- most definitely. I mean, we we had a back-and-forth game against LSU, so knowing that knowing that we, we should be uh, really, really confident. How about the tight ends with Luke Haz out? What have you seen from that group? Wow, that's tough. Definitely, yeah, definitely sucks for him. A lot, lots of prayers to him, but um, our tight end group is very skillful. I mean, we got Gums, uh, transfer, uh, of course, backs and uh, Sherm. So, I mean, our, our tight end room is still pretty deep. Yeah, it's interesting the way the coach Pittman was talking about the uh, the tight ends the other day. Where he's got what he considers to be two types of players that fit maybe Luke's style, and then he's got two other players that maybe fit a totally different style. They're more blockers and this, that, and the other. Uh, it sounds like Varkis Gums, though, is going to emerge. Who might be the second tight end that you can see emerge with uh, with Gums? Uh, probably, definitely, Sherm. Um, they're definitely probably top two on the list. Okay, so the one thing you did get corrected going today in A&M, not a single penalty. Yeah. How, how, what in the world did you do to correct things so quickly <laughs> to have no penalties uh, definitely just being being on the same page because like I said communication is very very key and without communication you get false stars you 
you get holding penalties because guys aren't in the right position. So just little things like that. You got corrected, so we just got to keep on that same same page. I think Rick kind of alluded to this earlier, but we'll kind of touch on it from a different perspective. Coach also said they were going to make some moves this week in the offensive line, try some different things. How difficult, on the other hand, does that make you, when you're talking about the communication, you're talking about uh, the guy beside you, it looks like in some ways, though, Coach, is matching up uh, a younger player such as yourself with maybe a veteran player uh, beside you. Is that is that ultimately, Andrew, going to help in regards to communication? Oh, most definitely. I mean, <clears throat> having somebody ne- having somebody older next to you definitely just gives you a little confidence boost because you know that if you make a wrong call, he's, he's going to help you fix it, make sure that we all get on the same page. Devin, bless his heart. It sounds like he's having a hard time staying healthy, is he not? Yeah, he is, but he, he's going to shake back. He had a <clears throat> had a little scuffle back practice today, but he'll be back. What about uh, E. Marion? I understand now he may be uh, backing you up at left tackle. Uh, this young yeah. man looks like he's ready to play. Yeah, he, he had a really good day today. Uh, got moved out to left tackle on the fly today. Uh, so being put in that position and just going out and executing and doing his job was really, really good for him today. So he, he's definitely uh, stepped up. He, he's grown, matured a, a little bit. So definitely, definitely, definitely good. You know, we, we talked about this a little bit, but when you've played positions for a long time and then all of a sudden after five games you get asked to move, How diff- if that were you, how difficult is it to change spots nearly halfway through the season? Hmm. Uh, definitely a little challenging, but we got smart guys, you know, so being able to get in the playbook every day and watching film, getting in with coach and everything like that. So it definitely, definitely, it's definitely tough, but we have the materials and the tools and everything to get right. Did you get to make the uh, trip a couple of years ago to uh, Ole Miss? No, sir, I didn't. Ah, you're in for a treat. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. You were still in high school the last time Arkansas played no, on this, weren't you? No, he's redshirted. He's redshirted. Second-year player, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, all right, you're still in for a treat, Andrew, because oh. this is one of the rowdier crowds that you're going to encounter. And I realize some say, oh, no, it can't be worse than Baton. Rouge, LSU, oh, yes, it can be. This can be a very rowdy group, especially down, I don't know my directions, which is north, south, east, and west, but that section in the end zone where the students sit, just be always on guard. That's all I'll say. It can be a very, very loud environment. So hopefully you're prepared for that. Definitely will be. I doubt you're going through the same thing preparation-wise, crowd-wise, that Coach Pittman did uh, the week of the LSU game because I understand Coach Pittman a couple of times actually had to move to the opposite end of the field from what the offense was to where the defense was to get away from the the noise that was in the indoor center. <laughs> yeah, we have been playing a lot of cl- cl- crowd noise and, and music, so it's definitely just helping us get prepared. Hey, but speaking of Coach Pittman, we understand he's been hanging around the offensive line quite a bit in practice. Uh, you enjoy having his presence? Oh, yeah. Always do, though. He's just a, a great mentor and great coach. Andrew, we are out of time. We wish you the very best this upcoming Saturday in Oxford, Mississippi. Let's talk about a W next week. How about that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Andrew. Thank you. All right, Andrew Chambly, thanks to Johnston's Home Center in Benton. We'll come back and wrap it up in just one moment. Drive Time Sports will continue. Ah, not again. 
Let me tell you about my man Tom. He had some serious bad luck. And one day he said to me, when is my luck gonna change? And I was like, you need to go to Tunica, bro. And he was like, yeah, good idea, bro. Tom was winning big money. People were cheering and kissing. My man was like, this is amazing. The Zuzi Street was finally over. Man, I cannot believe my luck. Believe it, because when you're in Tunica, you're always a winner. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. Savage Access 2 Camo Rifle with Bushnell Banner Scope, $399.90. Regularly $469.90. Ruger American Predator, 6.5 Creedmoor on sale for $429.90. Regularly $479.90. Visit ftthompson.com. Chosen as one of Arkansas's best places to work eight years in a row, Rainwater, Holt & Sexton is hiring premier paralegals and legal assistants at all locations. Little Rock, Conway, Hot Springs, Bryant, Jacksonville, and Springdale. Rainwater, Holt & Sexton's mission is to compassionately represent injured and disabled Arkansans. With generous benefits and competitive pay, Rainwater, Holt & Sexton is a destination employer hiring the best. Apply today at callrainwater.com. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Few personalities in modern sports made more of an impact than Dallas Cowboys legend Gil Brandt. He pioneered the practice of recruiting great athletes from other sports and making them football players. Brandt also mined the HBCUs for incredible talent, paving the way for the NFL to be a league where talent trumps skin color. Along with Tom Landry and Tech Schramm, Gil Brandt made the Cowboys America's team. He will be missed. Double B's is Arkansas's team. With 34 locations across the state, we are an Arkansas company serving Arkansans. We care about your community because it is our community. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Marmel at their huge new showroom on Marmel Boulevard just off 430. Ortho Arkansas presents the High School Scoreboard Show with Randy Rainwater, Kevin Bohannon, and Barry Grooms every Friday night at 10, only on 1037 The Buzz. Brought to you in part by First Security Bank. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. Be a part of the game plan. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. All right. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports as we put the finishing touches on today's edition. Let's check in with, well, Boss Hawk, I thought you were holding, (laughs) but never mind. Okay. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company, Live Fin Feedback. Woodstock says, Landon Leach is the best guest you guys have. He needs to be on more often. Hopefully he gets a sponsor for his time slot. Dude is on point. Well, he is the free. You know, he and um, he gives us the best chance to understand the offense, and he'll say that. Tyler, Tyler Wilson gives us the same opportunity. But you think about what he was saying about getting rid of the ball and and uh, how KJ has more time than anybody but one quarterback in the SEC. You know, most of us aren't sitting there watching that, or aren't. Uh, you know, maybe there's some statistical service where he's getting that, and I don't know where it is. But nonetheless, his analysis of the offense, talking about how KJ's got more time to throw, but he doesn't get rid of the ball. I I, I don't know that I've heard anybody else bring that up. Have you? No, no. Yeah, and I, I really, I'm with you, Rick. I mean, I'm looking at so many different things. Sure, and you're not saying one Mississippi, two Mississippi, no, and you had to, no, to no. do seconds. No. So, uh, yeah, that's a that was a that's really interesting that he is aware of those things. Because I spent probably I, I don't know how much time I spent uh, the other day just focusing nothing on. But the offensive line for Arkansas, I was trying to see what all 
was happening uh, to the line in general and then to specific players. And there'd be times where yeah, I could progress from there into the backfield, and that's where I saw several backs just totally whiff. I mean, whiff at uh, defensive players for A&M. And uh, tight ends, as I think Trey said earlier, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a major problem blocking. The, the tight ends had their had their issues, and uh, they couldn't successfully block. And I, I understand what also Landon said a few moments ago about the quality eight players in the top 100 uh, on that defense for Texas A&M. This is what you expe- I did, anyway, a couple of years ago from A&M because of their uh, tremendous success they were having recruiting-wise mm-hmm. year after year after year. I mean, it wasn't just like one year they had a great class. They right. were having top five classes every year. And we've always said that's the secret of success is keep stacking those classes on top of each other. Eventually, you not only get the starters of quality, but you get the backup uh, depth with that kind of quality. And that's that's where well, you can end up having a lot of success. That's that's why the pressure has been on Jimbo Fisher. Because when you recruit like that year after year after year, expectations year are changing. Five and seven, yeah, it's like, well, you know, hey, five and seven with this talent? Yep. Yeah, and that's why we saw it again, even on the offensive line. I don't know if I brought it up yesterday, but I did on um, with David and Roger this morning. But in the pregame show, we're always looking for interesting things that we're going to talk about. Sure. We're looking at the flip card, and there's Texas A&M. I'm looking at their offensive line. Two freshmen, two sophomores, and a graduate senior. Right, you brought that up yesterday. Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. So I'm thinking, well, Arkansas's defensive line can take advantage of this. No, they didn't. No. <laughs> so I'm guessing those five offensive linemen must have been really talented because uh, they kept the pressure. And, and then it, you go back to Landon saying that Johnson gets rid of the ball in two seconds. Now, it cost him once because he didn't even turn. He turned and his receiver in Arkansas broke on the ball, yep. intercepted, ran it for a touchdown. But that's one play. And other than that, you know, getting rid of the ball quickly was to his advantage. Yeah. Snacks Johnson read it. And took yeah. it to the house. Yeah. Let's talk to JoJo. JoJo, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Thank you, guys. Hey, uh, Rick, you was talking about Landon was saying uh, about the time that KJ had. Mm. And you said you hadn't heard anybody say that. In mm-hmm. essence, that's what some people have said. And I've even said it, and I've heard people call in. When they say that KJ is holding on to the ball too long, that's what they're saying. He has the time to throw the ball. Yeah, yeah. But he's holding on to it, and he's trying to make that big play, uh, go down the field or something. So yeah. he, he has the time, and we all been saying that. But when you hold on to the ball too long, uh, he, he's not even getting the big runs like he had last year, I thought, because no. I thought last year he, no. he realized, hey, it's not there. It's time to go. And right now he, he's waiting. I heard you say he's not, he can't throw people open, and I think in the pro-style offense, that's exactly what you do. You throw people open, so he's the wait to see if he can throw someone open. And by that time, uh, you know, the, the protection is gone. But yeah. uh, I think he has, has been that time. He's just holding on to the ball too long. Appreciate yeah, you and, Thank and, you, JoJo. Uh, and, JoJo, you may, and others may have said that before, but I don't think we've ever put it into a – it's 3.1 seconds. Uh, I think that's that's what's new to me, and yeah, I've heard people say that. And but when you make it concrete with numbers, it makes it, it just makes that come sure. to life and think, okay, yeah, you, you do have to get rid of the ball quicker than that. No, it is. I mean, it's it's an offense is based upon timing, and ball's got to come out at a certain time. The receivers made his cut. The offensive line can only hold out the defense uh, for so long, or they can only create a hole for so long. I mean, it's all based upon timing. And uh, if you have anything at all that throws that timing off, I've talked repetitively about how the high snaps affect timing. Yeah. And if that hole was open by the time K.J. pulled the ball down, Gave it to the back. By the time the back may have gotten to the hole, there is no hole there. So yeah. 
Uh, It's all based upon timing. Uh, This from Jason by way of uh, our Asher Record Service company. Life in feedback, he says, not trying to be negative, but is it possible Pittman has lost his fire similar to Bielema after he got his big raise? He just doesn't seem to have the urgency and attitude he had in his first two years. If you watch him on the sideline while the game is going on, I don't consider that he has lost his fire, but uh, uh, that's, that's Sam Pittman. The other side of that is you also need to, at times, demonstrate a calmness, a cool, if you will, to your players that if something adverse does happen, you don't overreact. Mm-hmm. And uh, players, they keep a close eye on their coach and his reactions. And um, and watching Sam Saturday, I couldn't see anything that would suggest that he's, uh, quote, lost that no. fire. No, I don't think so at all. I, you can say what you want, but no. I, he, he wants to win as much as he ever has. And you know, publicly, he does remain calm. He tries to be analytical. He doesn't throw players or coaches uh, under the bus at all. Uh, but again, behind the scenes, you, we, we don't know what's happening. But you got to believe that um, he's doing everything he can to make sure it works. But but outwardly, and, and when you watch him on the sidelines, he's pretty calm. He's got his arms crossed. He's watching what's going on. But he doesn't jump up and down. You're right. He's a very calm presence. Uh, this from uh, our Asher Record Service Company, Live in Feedback. Uh, okay, I'll read this one real quick. Uh, Hog Henry says, The Hogs should keep Pittman unless one of three things occurs. He has lost the team. Or two, Juracek concludes that Pittman can't sufficiently improve the team. Or three, Juracek decides Enos has to go and Pittman refuses. Pittman is doing good things for the program. Recruiting is up, and the new de- defensive staff are improving the defense. Keep the head coach, replace the OC. Uh, I think that's something that uh, I don't know that that uh, your check would micromanage in that way by telling Sam Pittman he's got to let somebody go. I don't know that that's his style of of. Um, well, if he if there's a and I'm not saying this is the case, you know, Arkansas may come out and have a great offense the rest of the year. But if if the athletic director believes there's a coach that's hurting the program, then it's his duty to tell the head coach that's it. Say, look, I I'm not going to tell you what to do, but here's my observation, and I think the program is better off if you consider this. Coach Broyles was never bashful about that. No, I'm, uh, I'm just saying I don't know if it's certainly, it certainly offended a couple of head coaches that he wasn't bashful about it. In fact, I could name two real quick who were offended by that. Yeah, and and it hurt their relations. But I just don't know if that is Hunter Yurchek style. All yeah, I'm I don't know. Don't have any. Don't have any an idea. idea. No. All right, we got to say so long and good night for Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Buzz Animal Cruelty Spay a New Year pet. So long, everybody. We're the original social media you don't need a smart device for. But we'll also meet you there, too. 1037 The Buzz. KABZ Little Rock. Here's NASCAR Hall of Famer Mark Martin. As a race car driver for 40 years, I survived a lot of crashes. Not everyone can run into a wall at 200 miles an hour and walk away. Without a seatbelt, I wouldn't.